Hi, everyone. My name is Jamie Gussman. I use they, them pronouns. And my name is Lauren Arnold, and I use she, her pronouns. And we are both the CEOs and co-founders of Voices Heard SF. Yay! We are so excited to be here to film our first podcast of Get Your Voice Heard. We are so juiced to be here since the beginning and the inception of this organization. We have wanted to film a podcast, and now we're finally making our dreams a reality. Yes! We are here actually, today is a monumental day because it is our Pride Month Telethon of 2021. It's our first ever event. It's the launch of everything, including this podcast. So we are so just to be here. We're filming this live on the stream and we are here to be present with you and share all about how we came to be and what who we are and what we're doing here. Yeah. Um, we are joined by, as I said, Jamie and Lauren and our lovely intern, Melody. Hello. <laughs> <laughs> she will be prompting us with questions. <laughs> can, I just say, can I just say really quick, I have never heard that sound come out of her voice. <laughs> I don't know what the... <laughs> Anyways, I just have to say that that, that was very. It's a, it's, it's a day of first, first Pride Telethon, first event, first podcast, and first time we've ever heard that come out of Melody's mouth. So, <laughs> so um, let us. We wanted to just do more of an introductory first part. Hopefully, this is not like. Your not speakers just, like, are not destroyed by the end of this, but um, we've never. Um, We've never done this before, um, and we're learning so much more about ourselves and who we are um, through doing Voices Heard. So, um, Melody, if uh, you could hit us with the very first question, we would be very excited. The first question is, how did you guys meet and where? Okay, so do you, who do you want to go first? Do you want to go first or do you want me to go first? Um, why don't you go first? I will go first. And then so, I'll add what... Yes. Uh, <laughs> Lauren and I are actually um, theater people, if you couldn't tell. Um, both of us are theater kids. We will probably forever be theater kids. That's just how life works. Once you, <laughs> once you start, you never really stop. So we um, auditioned for the same musical. That musical is called Heather's. Um, both of us absolutely adore it. Um, I even named yeah. my child after it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so it's kind of, it's one of those shows that once you do it, it never leaves you. And that is quite literal for yeah. Lauren because the, it will never leave her. Um, but <clears throat> that show was, uh, monumental for both of us because it was the first time I was working with a lot of, um, people who were really, really close to me. Um, I just did a couple shows that were like my, my family and like, you know, things that people that like my people, I met people there. And you um, also um, worked with Melissa yeah, already at that point. Yeah, too. I, I had um, one of the people who was one of the Heathers I'd worked with in a previous production. So it was, I only knew, I think I only knew her. And you yeah. guys from the get were so supportive. You came and saw that show because it was before was so Heathers. Um, and, you know, we stayed in contact. We'd been cast for like a year or something before yeah. we actually started rehearsals, which was actually a very unique process yeah, to this yeah. show specifically definitely um but um lauren and i met doing that show uh it's actually funny because <laughs> it's actually really funny because i played the character called martha dunstock and she played one of the heathers she was heather duke and heather duke 
and Martha Dunstock are not friends. <laughs> no. Uh, no, not at all, actually. At they all. used to be, but they're not now in the context of the show. Um, she actually bullied me on stage multiple times, um, which is an interesting dynamic considering we're now like starting a company <laughs> together. Um, so it, it got funny if you think about it. Um, yeah, so we're actually, uh, we met doing that and, and she was just absolutely like the most lovely human being and just like radiated such positive energy. And I knew I wanted to be around her and be her friend. She always gave me a hug. She always just was like so kind to me. And I really appreciated that, especially since, I was, I, I knew the role and it was more about for me knowing that by getting to know the people and, and how that the climate of the show was going to be. So I didn't know what it was, what to expect really. Um, so knowing that Lauren, even though her character on stage was like pretty terrible to my character. Um, to the and, point of causing you to commit suicide. Yeah, wanting, suicide. wanting to commit bodily harm to myself. It had to, you know, we both had to go to depths that were very, very different from who we are as people. Yeah. So, it, you know, if, if it was like, if I think if you were like remotely cold to me, like ever, it would have been not great. <laughs> yeah, well, there's this sense of like safety and trust we had to have yeah, in exactly, each other to exactly. be able to go to that level. Yes, exactly. And that, and that was something that was established very, very early in the process, yes. I believe. Very, very um, So, yeah, I mean, I, I wasn't there like the first day of rehearsal and then I met, it came the second day of rehearsal and it was just like, I had been there the entire time. Even though it was like one day, it was just like, oh my God. And I was like, okay, I can like be here. That's fine. <laughs> like I, I'm willing to be friends with everybody. All the friends. And all the friends. And yeah, so it was, it was um, nothing. It, it didn't, it didn't feel like I had to like try, which is really, really good. Um, because there are times where you just like, you have to kind of push through a, a like a, like a thick yeah. barrier or something. And when, when, if something would happen and, and somebody were in a, a more vulnerable spot that day, it wasn't like it was a, it, there was a, you were able to like have space to move through those feelings and, and just really get through it. Um, and I think our director, Doug, uh, Doug Greer actually really set up yeah. from the beginning, a space of open communication and something that he did that I really respected about the process. And I don't mean to interrupt you, but no, 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 no. I think this is something that I'd, I'd like to add on to this specific moment is that from the beginning of rehearsals, he had us each character, like whether you were a quote unquote lead or a supporting role or in the ensemble, every single person in the cast had a meeting with Doug yeah, one on one we, yeah, we to talk about what their character arc would look like in such a heavy show and to talk about. And like at our very first rehearsal read through, you know, we actually had to sign like a mental health waiver, basically mm -hmm. being like, hey, if things get heavy, this is a safe space to talk. Yeah. And like, we're all here to do this together. Yeah. And there like, was full communication through always. the entire thing. And I just appreciated that, like all the, the really detailed book work yes. that we handled one-on-one -on -one individually. Like that was yeah. something that uh, made it uh, a lot easier for me personally. The characters um, weren't just characters in a script. It no, was, no. He was asking us, okay, what did, what did Heather Duke have for dinner this, I mean, for yeah. breakfast this morning? Exactly. And I'm like, oh, like actually creating a foundational person. Yeah. Which made, I think, the people more real and therefore mm -hmm. less, um, I, 
And right. it wasn't like there there was there was a, a genuine intention behind every character which translated on stage. Yes. Definitely. And made it easier um, for us to be safe and yeah. friends off stage. Yeah. Can you please, my favorite story, talk about <laughs> Heather Dump Truck? Please. I'm never gonna let you live that down. Like I don't think you'll ever let yourself live that down. I so. won't. It's truly it's the singular theater moment in my life that I actually had no idea happened until everyone told me afterwards. I I, I didn't even know that it happened. No, no, I had no, no idea. No, no idea. No idea. Until everyone afterwards was like, did you know? And I was like, no. So um in Heather's uh Jamie's character, Martha, sings this heartbreaking song called Kindergarten Boyfriend right before they attempt suicide. And, um, and Jamie would sing this song and it was like gutturally heartbreaking. And I, I would have to, and I would have to come on stage right after they were done singing the song, like literally ending note and we had to end and like yeah. I had to walk yeah, on there stage. There was no space. And then like basically berate behind her their character's back, like them attempting suicide. Yeah. And so I, whenever I had to be backstage, I had to like plug my ears and not hear Jamie singing. Cause if I did every single time I would mess up my lines. It was the only scene in the show that I could not get off book for because it was so distracting to like listen to Jamie do what Jamie does, <laughs> which is why they get the part, you know, hello. And so one day after during the show, I, I was distracted by another person backstage. So I wasn't fully plugging my ears. And so I heard a lot of the song and oh my God, of course it ripped my heart out. So I walk on stage fully ready to just like be a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> and with full confidence and certainty in myself, I refer to her as Heather Dump Truck instead of Martha Dump Truck. Cause my whole thing was like, my character would call her Martha Dump Truck instead of Dunstock to like be a, mean person and instead I referred to her as a Heather and I fully certain of myself was like Heather dump truck threw herself off the old milk bridge and everyone on stage with me was like losing their minds and I had no idea that I had just done that so I get off stage and everyone's laughing at me like Warren do you have any idea what you just did and I'm like no I'm like you just called her a Heather and I was like what? Yeah. No. And it just. Oh. Yeah. Yes. Exactly. And and it's really funny because it since it's a, a a big inside joke between us. Sometimes she'll call me Heather Dump Truck. Um, so and me. and it's readily welcomed, honestly. I and and that's another thing. I had no idea that you did that either because I was just like you know ooh I'm I'm like about to kill myself and then that's terrible. That was so bad. Um. <laughs> But um, yeah, so I was like gonna jump off this bridge, right? <laughs> but instead, Jamie was so and, honored and to have been called a Heather. Like, and yeah, and then I was just like, wait, what? What did you said? You called me Heather? Okay. And like, I just thought it was funny. Like, I didn't think too much about it. And you're just like, I'm not a I'm like, okay. 
I was devastated with myself and Jamie was so excited to have been called a Heather. It's like, I made it, you know, like, I did it. She's like, really? I'm popular. I'm cool. People like me now. They didn't like me, but like, it's fine. So that was fun. Anywho, and then I found out I was pregnant, so that was great. Yeah, that's the next, like, big thing that happened. That was hilarious. Having to, no one, because only, like, three people. Yeah, talk about that experience, because that's very unique (laughs) to you. (laughs) Having to hide a pregnancy during a show is not. If it makes you feel any better, I had no idea. Zero idea. Yeah, it was. I know, I know that was the point, but, like, I genuinely didn't know. But what was like the funniest part about that is like Mike, um, who played our Kurt. Mm-hmm. So your he, your counter, basically. One of your counters. One of my counters, yeah. So like Oakley's, who was my who played my boyfriend, uh, Ram in the show, he knew he was one of my best friends and like mm-hmm. he very, knew the day close. I found out. I literally I was sitting on the toilet <laughs> when I texted him that I was pregnant. <laughs> He was really? like, he was like, you could have waited a minute. And I was like, nah. Or like, no. Because <laughs> that's the kind of friendships I have. Anywho. Um, but there would be times when I'd like have to run off stage and like, so a little side note, where we did Heather's, part of the backstage area is outside and like in like a wooded area. So. Oh, yeah. So. I would have to run off stage and I would like excuse the grossness, but I guess heck it's the miracle of life. I would have to like pull down my pants and like pee in the bushes. <laughs> Cause I couldn't even make it to the bathroom. I don't think you understand though, is that there was a stage and then you had to walk just like probably maybe like 500 yards and the bathroom was right there. And she's just like, Nope, and like, boop, just do it right there. The bush, like, yeah, it literally. Where, wait, where is there a bush in a theater? It, no, the thing is, is that the theater itself is in like the middle of nowhere. Oh, it's like, it's in the middle of like, so it's it's, like, it's 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 in the middle of a. They forest. just have a, pl- a potted bush for Lauren to pee in. Like, no, 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 it's like sorry, <laughs> it, no, no, I be sorry. No, no. <laughs> valid question, very valid. Thank you for the feedback. However, it was literally in the middle of the so, so, like, what's funny about the stage is, like, <clears throat> the stage is obviously, like, inside, but, so if you go off stage right, it's, no, sorry, if you go off stage left, wait. No, right. It was right. Yeah, if you go off stage right, it's, no, sorry, if you go off stage left, it's still inside and backstage. Yeah. The only but then way if you, you exit could, to the right. Yeah. You were literally going outside. That was the only oh, okay. way that you were able to get into the the like dressing room. You had to go outside to get there. Yeah. And that was also including if you wanted to go to the bathroom. But Lauren was like, JK, nature is my bathroom. Like, I literally, and, yeah. Because there were I times mean, when. You were on only, stage for a lot of time. So I don't know. Yeah, I was on stage, like, I want to say 70% of that show. Yeah. And so there were times when not only did I have to pee, but I also had to puke. <laughs> so. There was one show specifically. Right as I take a drink of my rum, like threat. I have the. <laughs> there was there was one show specifically, in two hours in the span of one performance, I had to pee seventeen times. Can we be safe? <laughs> seventeen <laughs> times 
do you know how many times that means I had to run? Like 17 times I had to find an excuse to run off. <laughs> Sorry, no, 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 technical difficulties. To like run outside and like pee and or vomit. And so there was one moment though, where it was right, it was um, right after Dead Gay Son and right before- Opening of Act Two, by the way. Opening of Act Two. And right after Dead Gay Son, there's like this little interlude before then we have to run, come back on for the cow tipping scene. No, no, no. Sorry, no. not the cat to be seen. Um, For what Shine a Light. Shine a Light. Thank there's you. 17, then Shine a Light. Thank you. That's what it was. Shine a Light. So there's not very much of a break. No, you have one song. I have one song. One song. And so, but I needed to be in vomit. And so, mind you, also, the guys who play Kurt and Ram are also coming up from their dressing room in their underwear yeah. and socks. Like, literally naked, just in their underwear. So as they're walking up, sorry, as they're walking up the stairs to get on stage, they both see me. Mind you, one of them knows that I'm pregnant. So yeah. he sees this and is like, oh, sweetie. The other one has no clue what's happening. He literally just sees me bent over a bush, pants down, peeing while vomiting in my full costume and makeup. Just like, like just <laughs> <laughs> Hi, welcome to the Voice is Heard as a podcast. I'm so glad that you are here. And I am also so sorry. And it was so. We're 17 minutes in, Laura. It was so embarrassing. And Mike looks at me and he's like, oh my God, is Lord, she broken? He goes, he comes, he's about to run up to me and grab me and he's like, Oh my God, are you okay? And Oakley grabs him and he's like, no, dude, she's fine. <laughs> and Mike is looking at him going, what do you mean she's fine? Like, and he's like, no, maybe we're going to miss our entrance. And o Mike is looking at Oakley's thinking that he's this like jerk. Really Like this really person. terrible person. Yeah. Whereas Oakley's knows that like, honestly, just leave me alone and it'll be better. And it was so funny because then when after the show closed, I ended up telling, you know, the whole cast, that I was pregnant. Yeah, I remember that day. <laughs> Mike came up to me and was like, oh, that's why. And I was like, yeah. And he goes, I was so confused. I thought Oakley's was such a jerk, especially because I knew that he was one of your best friends. Yeah. I didn't know why. He just wanted us to leave you there. And I was like, no, nah, it's all good. And then one of our stage managers, bless her soul, would keep a bucket backstage. Yeah. Um, and it was a secret that no one knew about so that it was one of our assistant stage managers so that I could run off stage and I would have Tic Tacs and tissues in one pocket and lipstick um, in the other so that I could just like throw up and wipe my face, throw in a Tic Tac and put back on my lipstick and handle being pregnant during a show, which I was like, damn. I'm the bionic woman, people. Nothing can take me down. <laughs> Honestly, like I, I don't. For people who don't do theater, that's a lot. That it really is. Like even even like I I I remember I was sick one show and I was just sitting there like uh you know like I was just not feeling cute, not yeah. feeling great. And to think that that was your entire run sounds like absolute hell. Yeah. So like just want to leave space for that. Thank you. And and show that well. That was a thing. Yeah. And, and just, you did a thing. Yeah. And my last little tidbit before we move on is, you know, I the only I could only tell a couple people because again, I didn't want to turn our run about yeah. me being pregnant. Like we had worked so hard on this show and I was like, if people may not be pregnant, it's just mm -hmm. become like the Lauren's pregnant show. And that's yeah, yeah, yeah. 
not what it was about. But like, I remember going to our costume designer, Jen, and after, cause I found out after opening weekend and how I even figured out I was pregnant was I couldn't fit into my costume by Sunday's show. I literally couldn't zip yeah. or button my skirt. Um, and so I had to go that next week to our costume designer, Jen, and be like, hey, I need you to let out my skirt. And she looked at me and she was like, are we going to need to take it back in or keep letting it out? And I was like, going to need to keep letting it out. And she goes, and do other people know we're going to need to keep letting it out? And I was like, no. She goes, Okie dokie. <laughs> and I was like, thanks. Oh my God. <laughs> and I loved it. I loved that she was just like, she didn't need to, she didn't need to say anything. She was just like, I love that that was her way of being like, yeah. so you're pregnant? Got it. Like, yes. Yes. I was I like, thank you. Yeah. <laughs> and she needed to know too. She's like, is this something? Do I need to be adding elastic or am I just taking it out a little bit? I'm like, yeah. let's make it stretchy, hun. <laughs> Let's go ahead and add that elastic mm, band. Yes, thank you very much. Yes. Um, but those blazers were very forgiving. So thank you, 90s. Honestly. Thank you, 1989. Bless. Bless. Bless those blazers, baby. Yeah, I just. And poor Melissa, the one day when I accidentally vomited during the opening number, when I was supposed to be making my bulimia noises, and I accidentally threw up a little in my mouth. <laughs> And then when I went to do this, where I'm like, Heather, I need a mint. And then I go, and I stick out my tongue for her to put a mint in my mouth. But I didn't have time to like give her like a hand signal or gesture that I had actually like vomited a little in my mouth. So when I did this, and st- for the people on the podcast who can't see me, I like opened my mouth and stuck out my tongue for her to put yeah. a mint in my mouth. She actually got like, hi, Papa. She actually got a whiff of like oh, my God, vomit. That's breath. awful. That's <laughs> so she reacted and was like, and the, the mint in my mouth and Doug, because Doug, our director didn't know that I was pregnant. Like no one knew. He thought it was like just a choice she had made that day and uh-huh. was like, Oh, that was great. Add that in. And Melissa's like, okay. And I was like, <laughs> I'm so sorry. So that was funny. Yeah. Anyways, look, my papa's joined. Hey papa, how you doing? Doing good. Okay. Oh, What's up? Yes. New question. Yeah. So- Here, let me throw in a headphone so you can hear people. How do you feel like your friendship has progressed since you've met? How has it changed? Or do you think you guys are still the same people you met? No. That- <laughs> not, <laughs> not at all. Not even close. Um, <laughs> you're like, no. <laughs> well, I feel like that's just, you know, like our, I think our friendship just was based on just being kind to each other and like being good people. So that, yeah. ha- I mean, that hasn't changed. Um, but I'm gonna pinch you. That was so mean. okay. <laughs> do what you gotta do. <laughs> <laughs> but um, I I think our, our friendship has progressed a lot because just because we've like grown as people and have um become this uh you know this this duo really like that I know that we can I know that I could talk to Lauren about anything um and she just not be weird about. It. <laughs> Be weird about it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Not like weird as in a big deal, but like weird as in okay, but like not judge me, I guess is the word I'm trying to look for. But um Lauren and I have grown a lot as people. We've really come into ourselves and we're still finding out a lot more about ourselves as time goes on. Um, so that that's been good. Um a lot of our <laughs> a huge part of our friendship 
is this little group of people. There's an itty, not a little tiny bit of group of people called the Try Guys. Um, we went and saw the Try Guys in concert when they went on tour for the Legends of the Internet tour. Literally, Legends. looking the record of their concert is right here. Um, we're showing the stream currently. It's literally right here. The basis of our friendship is the Try Guys, honestly. Um, so basis of my existence, honestly. <laughs> At least we're honest. I know it should be my child, but <laughs> I'm kidding. I know her. Thing is, is that I know your kid, but they definitely do not know what you're kidding right now. I just really, honestly, at this point, I'm willing to say anything to get to work with the dry guys. I just yeah, that makes sense. <laughs> Would you say it's one of the career goals? Oh, for sure. I, I'm not allowed to. My life is not allowed to end until I've worked with the dry guys. I just want to like give them a hug. Honestly, I you know like they just I want to be their friends, and I, if they ever listen to this when they're like. You know, hey, try guys. Hi, out of the world. You know, if that was Keep ever a chicken, he's <laughs> <laughs> like, hey, Keith, are you eating a piece of chicken right now? Just no thing to you. Oh, God. Wow. If they ever do listen to this, I'm genuinely sorry. But yeah, um, that, I feel like that's a big basis of our friendship. Um, but in terms of how we are as people, we've definitely grown. I mean, literally, Lauren has birthed a child and is raising one. Um, and, you know, that is I think a, a huge, it's a huge undertaking and that really shows you a lot about who you are as a person. Um, but <clears throat> Lauren and I, in our friendship, even though when we were uh, in the latent time between like Heather's and everything and, and now let's say, it wasn't one of those types of friendships that kind of just like fell off and just dissipated. It was one of those like pick up right where you left off kind of friendships. And I really appreciate that because stuff happens. Um, yeah, um, but that, that's my opinion and my perspective. And but we've grown a lot as people. Like there, literally, there's no doubt about that. And oh yeah, 2019. So like 2018. Tw oh no, <laughs> yeah, we, yeah, we, yeah, we, we met 2018. And our friendship solidified 2019. Yeah, 2019. Yeah, 2019 was the solidification yeah. of friendship. No, yeah, we met and because because I did hairspray with 2018, and no, so I was born in 20. Oh yeah, you're right, 2019. Because he was December. He was the end of 2019. My God, that's nuts. What year is it? 2021. Oh yeah, Jesus. See, I keep forgetting that quarantine happened. Yeah, that's like a didn't exist. <laughs> that's year. a blur year. Yeah, that that's a year that was one. 2020 did not. 2020 happen. is one extra long. <laughs> that's why I'm like, wait. That's just the year of trauma. <laughs> Anyone brings up that year in the next like couple years, it's gonna be an eye twitch. Just gonna go into a PTSD. Yeah, it's gonna be an eye twitch. Honestly, yeah. A fever dream. Uh huh. Oh, Seriously. that's a good one. It's a fever dream for sure. Um, but yeah, what do you think? Um, I think that. What we... do you think has been like the biggest thing that has made your friendship so successful? Like. Do you think it's like communication or like being honest and open or different things like that? I think it's the fact that unlike any other friendship that I have personally, we have this um, inherent ability to be honest in any setting with yeah, each other. I agree. Um, even in our most, whether it's like a triggered state, a happy state or whatever mm -hmm. it is, we're very good at communicating our needs. Mm -hmm. Whether it's like, oh, I'm like really upset and I need this. And then just like, yeah, have like, there's no sense of shame in our mm -hmm. friendship. Mm -hmm. 
And I think that that translates itself into being able to be there for each other in ways that other friendships don't get to yeah. um, present. Yes. I and, what you, mean. you know, like we, I mean, you know, there are only a few people who can see me in the middle of a panic attack and know yeah. what it, it's it, like, yeah. I don't feel any less of being your friend in those moments than I do in these. Mm-hmm. And I think for a lot of people, um, there are parts in themselves that they feel like they have to temper or hide. restrain or hide or yeah. mold. And there's none of that in this and no, never has so. been, Yeah, which is what's wild. Uh, and I think we've also been able to grow together oh, definitely. and work on that growth together. Yeah. And we're, and you're the very first person that I want to tell things to, whether it's, something solidified or not when mm-hmm. I'm like, Hey, I don't know if I feel this way about this thing. Can I talk about it with you? Like, yeah. We and I've done do the that, same thing. You like, know? Yeah. It's, it's not, um, we can test things out with each other. Yeah. It's we, we have the, the kind of friendship that's like, I guess like the patient zero type thing. Yes. Like we're each other's yes. patient zero where it's like, Yo. before it spreads to everybody else, we know that we can like find each other. And so smart. you know what I mean though? Like, I'm glad that makes sense. Yeah. And we have a way smart. of saying things that the other person understands, even though nobody else gets it. <laughs> it's, it's, we're each other's patient zero. Yeah. We're each other's patient zero, I think. Um, and, and I, I really appreciate that with Lauren. I think that's what makes us really successful friends and, and really successful partners as we go into this, because we're able to, you know, have that, that honesty, have that honesty and, 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 um, communication in times that are celebratory and times that are more tense. Um, and you know, at the end of the day, we come for each other and that's all you can really ask from somebody when you're in a position like this. So um, that makes me really grateful moving forward in our journey. Okay, so this portion of the questions is about voices heard. And we want to know, how did this come about? How did this even happen? (laughs) How are we sitting here today? Honestly, (laughs) what a great question. People need to know. They deserve to know. Who wants to? I mean, you started this, honestly. (laughs) (laughs) That sounded very, very hard. This is your fault. No, no. You did it. But, like, this did spawn from an idea that came out of your noggin. So, you should share what, how, what what you feel comfortable sharing. I mean, I basically got dared by a judge to like mm. do it in a way. <laughs> Can't beat him, join him in your life. Um, I uh, how voices heard got started. I mean, oh, so you know, there's only so much I can like legally say. Yeah, uh, which I had to have a conversation. Uh, we had to have a conversation with my lawyer earlier about that. Mm-hmm. So I, I just would like to preface all of this with that so that people who are listening mm-hmm. and viewing or whatever know that because, you know, we, we sit here and we talk about advocating and your voice being heard and, you know, being honest and vulnerable and all of that. And then there are certain things that at this moment in time, I, I just cannot say. Yeah. Um, and so I don't want to be a hypocrite mm-hmm. <laughs> and I just kind of want to forward all of this with, um, if I could, I would. Yeah. 
Um, and so I will be. <laughs> Look at that For those baby. of you in the, in the podcast, um, we are now seeing Sawyer. Look at my little bug. Yes. Oh my gosh. Hi, bug. I love you. Oh my gosh. That is single-handedly the most exquisite human that's ever existed. I swear. <laughs> Ugh. Anyway. Oh man, what a gorgeous human. You As did I, was, that. I did that. I did that. Anywho. Oh, hi, Bear. Mommy loves you. Anyways. Um, so yeah, I just want to say that like if I could, I would. I can't, so I won't. So what I'm gonna do is um say as much as I can. Of course. Um yeah, so basically, um I had this beautiful, beautiful human come out of my body named Sawyer. And um, I'm so lucky. Mm-hmm. I mean, the whole world is so lucky to have Sawyer in it. That's true. Right? Yeah. Big facts. Um, Sawyer's the coolest person ever. And, um, you know, from the get-go, I knew that Sawyer's life was going to be a lot bigger and better than anything I could have ever imagined for myself. Um, so while I was pregnant, I took preemptive measures to make sure that I rid my life of toxic and or abusive aspects, I will say. And I was successful in doing that. And um, once those toxic aspects were removed, um, my life got a lot healthier and my relationships uh, in the world got a lot uh, more stable and, uh, you know, the world got a little bit, got a little bit brighter for a minute and uh basically voices heard happened because once my son was a few months old um that toxic trait decided to re-enter my life our lives and um completely unannounced and i decided to kindly um, wow, this is hard. This is like, <laughs> this is honestly, this is like playing what's, uh, what this is like playing charades. The game you're, you're, you're playing, um, what's, what's the, yeah, what you're saying, like, you know, when, when you, when you, when you have to, taboo. There we yeah, go. I'm, it's, taboo. I feel like I'm playing taboo with my, this is so hard. It's so like, I'm really having to be the, the toxic trait re-entered your life and try to situate it there which has in due course caused for legal action. Yes. In a nutshell. Yes. And with that legal action, there were two ways that could have gone, you know, most people in that legal setting get really ugly and they lie and manipulate and, you know, create false narratives, all that stuff. And I, from the beginning was like, "Mm, that's not my game, not how I want to do things. Um, I don't want my child to ever think that a part of himself is bad in any way or toxic in any way or anything negative. Mm -hmm. Um, And 
you know, because I know from firsthand experience what it's like to have biological relations to not great humans. Mm-hmm. And um, I never wanted that for my child. You know, of I course. want him to know that every part of him is good and worthy of love. Mm-hmm. And uh, I was going to do whatever that took. So once we arrived in the legal settings, um, my voice was ignored to the point of actually at one point being muted on a platform in front of a lot of people. And I was told that um, my traumas had not occurred and that I was making it all up. And um, it was terrifyingly isolating. And uh, I had pages and pages and pages and pages of facts and evidence and testimonies and things like that that were completely ignored and disregarded um, blatantly. Mm-hmm by multiple people, multiple people, including someone who I had voted for only months earlier, only what, like three months prior. And, uh, so that was really disheartening. And when I realized that it didn't matter what I did or what I said or what kind of privilege I had or where I came from, it didn't matter. Nothing mattered. It, it, my, I was silenced. And once that judge decided they thought they knew me, there was nothing that was going to change it because that would mean putting their reputation on the line mm-hmm. and admitting that they had done wrong. Yeah. And no newly elected official is going to admit within three months of an election that they've done wrong, especially in a case that is primarily based on the entire platform they ran on. So um, I got buried and um, it was all I could think about were all the people who had nothing. Whereas I had the privilege of financial resource and educational resource and, you know, a a lot of access to what most people would consider a miracle. Yeah. And I still had nothing. Um, So I wanted to change it and, you know, you can't beat them, join them. So I joined them and decided that if the judicial system was not going to listen to me and they were going to silence me, I was going to make them listen. And that no one was ever going to feel the way that I felt ever again, ever. And so that's when I reached out to Jamie. Yeah. Um, I come in (laughs) at some point. Because I'm pissed at this point. And I'm like, I don't even know what to do with myself. I'm so... You, You were... Heated. Yes. Um, I just saw like a lot of information on like your Instagram story and you're talking about how you created this company and you were looking for people who wanted to be a part of it. And I was like, that sounds really, really awesome. What is it? 
And <laughs> essentially, like in a, in a nutshell, that's what I was thinking. She's like, I want to know more about this thing. And then we scheduled a call and we talked about it. And I was talking about like hours. Yeah, no, I, hours. I was I was talking about my own experiences and you know i'm in a position where i'm continually continually learning to find myself and and who i am and looking for a community that feels very very out of reach um and and it's not because it's non-existent it's just because i don't know where to start and that's extremely overwhelming um and when there's just you know this tidal wave of information and you're just like at, like it, you're in like a paralysis you don't know what to do um or you're looking for something specific but you don't know yeah. how you don't have the tools to say what you need because what what you need was never like like those those things aren't um necessarily common knowledge like you can't go up to anybody and be like hey do you know about this thing? Because you don't know who you're talking to because it's also kind of a breach of safety. So it's... Oh, and I'm so sorry to interrupt. I forgot, like, the biggest reason why this actually, like, started, started was uh-huh. because my lawyer ended up bailing on me. Yes. Right. I This this tiny little moment because this is what, like, kind mm-hmm. of was the catalyst into resource to resource to resource um, was right after my court hearing, uh, my lawyer decided to take the money and leave. Yeah. Be like, well, that was fun. Bye. Yeah. And I realized that no one was out there to help me because yeah. there was no more money in it or gain for them. Mm-hmm. And um, now that I was no longer a profitable client, no one cared. Yeah. No one cared. Yeah. And I, I, I was, I was there for that journey when you were looking for people. Yeah. Too. Cause at that point I was, I was involved. So we needed um, to create a space where people cared about anyone and everyone. Yeah. Yeah. And, and that's, so, that's yeah, why, um, community is something that I was really searching for. Yeah. Um, and I, I have many communities and I'm very grateful to be a part of them. I was just looking for a community for people who didn't think that they also had communities. And that's what personally I'm actively trying to create. Um, because I understand what it feels like to not know where to go, who to talk to, and what to say first. Um, because it's just a, you know, a tidal wave of word vomit. And you're just like, I have all these feelings, but no words to describe them and very concisely, but here's a lot of feelings. Um, and, you know, I don't want to make that a thing for other people who are in a position like me or in a position that is much privileged or fortunate as mine is. Um, so I, and I've always been the type of person to want to give back to people and create a community. It's like, I want to put good out into the world. Um, so why not just like do that? <laughs> and it was a very serendipitous opportunity to see, you know, Lauren on the internet. And I was like, I, you know, Lauren's lovely. I love Lauren. Lauren's not like, how, why wouldn't I love Lauren? Um, so I, you know, we set up a call and I was talking about how I wanted to do that. And it felt like, you know, the universe was in the right position. We were in the right position and it just kind of organically happened. Um, and voices heard is, is a, your second child. Yeah. <laughs> Honestly, really. my first and probably only, but <laughs> yeah, it's, it's apart from my cat, but yeah, that's, you know. It, it just happened, and I'm really glad that it did. Yep. Exactly. Hope that 
answered your question with a very long and not concise answer, but taboo. Yeah, right? Yeah. So, what is Voices Heard now? What do you guys want to do with this organization? Where do you see it going? Do you guys have any things specifically that you guys are excited about or want to pursue? Yeah, I mean, without giving too much away, because we want to like save stuff for like fun. Yeah, of course, of course. You want to take this one? Well, Voices Heard, what it will become, because it is um, a growing and changing entity. Um, It is going to become basically a one-stop shop for resources, support, community advocacy, the whole nine, for marginalized communities and individuals. Um, That is the most concise way to get out what we want to do, which is basically everything. <laughs> um, uh, to put it lightly, uh, but yeah, so it's it's um, we want to pro- we want to give people a place where they can be, just be really, and and if uh, you know, in in every facet that we can possibly handle, um, we want to just be the the. A be a reliable place for for people who are on shifting sands. I would say um, we've noticed that there's like a, a endless link chain that sends you in circles, or phone numbers to call that don't have all the answers that you need when you really really need them, and that's really frustrating and isolating and makes you really really vulnerable. Um, and, you know, it It also just makes you discouraged, like, what's the point to look for help when all that there is is just, you know. Another resource another, to click. Another link to click. Um, and there's nothing wrong with the links to click. It's just when there's so many, it's like, uh, you know, it's draining. It's really, really draining. So we want to be able to eliminate that as much as possible in multiple phases. Um, the first one is just, you know, gaining support and, and people believing in us and seeing the importance of what we're doing and, and, you know, that see, see, care about this as much as we care about it. And um, then the next step would be working and partnering with different um, nonprofits and other organizations within the SF Bay area to be able to go alongside people on their journey. So they're not completely advocating for themselves alone or, um, you know, just in a being by themselves in a very, very isolating situation. Um, we want to help them through that. And then eventually we, or the last step would be to become that resource and also use the other resources that are out there to just be like, hey, here's an entire network of things. Pick from one, here you go, basically. Um, just to make it just a lot easier than it is right now. Because it's difficult. Um, things are readily accessible, but it, it, it quality over quantity, and we want to emphasize the quality. Um, and we're grateful for all of our predecessors and, and lovely um, organizations that already exist that do so much work. And we basically want to en- enhance their work and as much make their job easier for them as much as the, the job for the individual themselves. So we want to be able to, to be that for them. And yeah, um, yeah, we just want to be a 
a force of good in the world. End of sentence. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. And just make sure that, you know, 24 hours a day, seven days a week, there is someone who are you going to call Ghostbusters? Yeah, basically. Um, Because I know at least when I was in high school, having that resource, you know, even for my parents to have been able to call, like, you know, I'm sure when I, when Sawyer's a teenager, I'm going to want to be able to call Boys is her to be like, my son's being a teenager. What I like, I don't know how to teenager yeah. with him. What do exactly. I do? And there's a resource mm-hmm. through us that can be like, great, let's deconstruct the situation, figure it out. We'll walk you through this. And mm-hmm. it's almost like a translator for people you when know, they sometimes, yeah, need help communicating or a any type of educational resource that they need to exist. Yeah. And, yep. Definitely. And it's very exciting to be able to do that and, and see that and then like tell people this and they'll be like, wait, no, that, yeah. Uh-huh. And yeah, they want that. to get behind it. And, that, and that's exactly what we're trying to do at this point and why we're doing this telethon at all. <laughs> this is what this is for is to, make that noise and and garner that support that will make voices heard a reality rather than just a dream. Yeah. Next question, darling. Next question. Yes. Okay. So how do you think the company has changed since you first founded it? I think that it the integrity of it hasn't changed, but possibly the focus of it has. Absolutely. If that makes sense. Like the we the core of voices heard since the beginning has been there. Like it was a feeling and now it's able to be put into words in actually one sentence. Uh, rather than picture this, you know, like that that's what it was at first because we, we had so many like thoughts and ideas that it wasn't able to be explained in in less than five minutes (laughs) we had to like actually tell stories about what it would look like yeah yeah we had to paint the picture not not let them like yeah we had a show not tell and now we can just yeah anyway um but the the uh i think voices heard has changed a bit uh, i would say a bit um since we first it's first inception it's more tangible yeah it's more it's much more tangible than than it was because once we started working on the like the the nitty-gritty stuff it was you were able to see it more clearly it's like it's like like the focus on your camera like when you're trying to focus on something it felt more like we're getting a little bit closer and every day it feels like we're getting a little bit closer to what the, the final form, um, which is why are we really wanted to use the the caterpillar or the butterfly thing um, with through the megaphone and that in our in our logo that was a it's a big metaphor for not only what we want to do but how we were even created in the first place. Yeah, we meaning the company, not like us as people. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, like kind of that too, but and, like hey, it's a universal metaphor. Like we're other, butterfly. I, I think we're still kind of cocooning, but whatever. I, I think we're I think we're at the end stage of caterpillar. Yeah, right. For cocoon. I kind of like being a caterpillar. It's fun. Label. 
<laughs> yeah. So I, exactly. I feel like we've, it's become something that we're actually capable of doing. Yeah. And I think that, that it's at first, I, I mean, at least for me, um, I was just, it was overwhelming at first yeah. with everything that needed to happen in order for it to work. And it's still overwhelming, but it's one of those things that it's overwhelming, but I'm not like terrified by it anymore. If that makes sense. Like yes. I was terrified. And we also, just because it's new, it's a new position for both of us too. We're still learning as much as we are doing, which is why accountability is such a big, huge facet of voices heard. We want people to be able to be like, Hey, this is something that bothered me. And then we're like, okay, what can we do to, first of all, sorry. And, <laughs> and, 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 and be like, I did this thing. I'm owning up to it. And even though I didn't mean it, that doesn't mean that the consequence is any different. Yeah, absolutely. And be like, okay, what can we do to amend the situation and prevent it from happening again? Yeah. So that that's a core foundation of Voices Heard. Um, I think and we were also doing this thing where every day we'd be like, oh, we should also do this. And then this. Yeah. And then this. Yeah. And finally we had to be like, okay, let's. Big let's picture is great, but also like how are we, how government first <laughs> yeah like let's figure out what we can do right now yeah. and then whatever we get to grow from there is mm -hmm. wonderful mm -hmm. exactly i think that is beautiful also since this is your new you are the ceos of the company yeah. how does it feel to be the bosses weird <laughs> it's weird and i have that because lauren and i are the, the kind of person where we want to um um be everybody's friends we we come into it like friendly first and there yeah. are times where that's not the best approach because at the end yeah. of the day we do need we're in a leadership position we need to remember that boundaries and, professionalism yeah and and that's really important so it, it's it's definitely strange to be a boss um because i never really yeah. saw myself as a boss i saw myself as like I'll do what you tell me to because we're actors. Well, actors literally we take direction so and stuff. We are never the bosses. Our Not entire usually, no. job, our entire career is to literally take direction. Yeah, that's that's the idea. But I think that that we also come into come into it with a theater perspective of um what? <laughs> someone got I don't know. <laughs> Sorry, know. someone just sent us flowers. And I'm confused. Confusion. They're really pretty. Trying to bet, I, mean, I bet they're, they're from Patty. They're from my mom. I bet they're from mom. Mom, <laughs> mom did you get us flowers? Sorry, Sorry. this is such a strange podcast. <laughs> mom. So mom. It is from my mom. Oh, that's very nice. Thank you, mom. They, wait, let's read it. Patty says, the Gusmans really, we want to wish you the best of luck on the Voices Heard Telethon. You have done amazing work. Congratulations. That's so sweet. Thanks, yeah, Mom. That, like, don't make me cry. It's our first Mama podcast. Patty, we love you. Oh, look at her dancing. <laughs> look at her dancing. She's dancing. Come on. Thank you. They're so pretty. Oh my God, they smell incredible. Yeah, I know. I'm going to sneeze. I took an allergy pill. It's fine. But oh my this, God, I'm, I'm getting my okay, face all up I don't know. Okay, people in the podcast. I don't know if you've ever seen a podcast like this, but this is probably what it's going to be like from forever. <laughs> Honestly. Can you see them? Yeah. Can you see them good? You can make a big screen if you need to. We're using a site called Bramble, by the way. It's very, very exciting. Um, Doing and, like a whole and little, I'm modeling the flowers. Yes. We're modeling the flowers and making it gorgeous. Um, here's the yeah, thank you. Little, little top thank blankets. you so much. Um, <laughs> Patty's the best. Gusman's are the best. 
Yeah, Gusman Pride. Nah. Gusman. Yeah. That's Voices Heard is all about uh, community and and um, you know being there for each other. And I think that at the end of the day, that that type of environment is perpetuated by us. And and we're learning. We're learning. We how are to learning, and we're gonna make mistakes. And like that's cool. And that's you know again, like you were like Jimmy was saying, is we're trying to create and nurture an environment where no matter what position you're in, leadership or not, like accountability and the the space to say, hey, I think you may have screwed up yesterday, or like, hey, I'm not sure, like, oh, like holding all of ourselves accountable is so important mm-hmm. um, because, you know, I know for myself as a parent, I want to be able to be the parent who can look at my child and say, Hey, I messed up and I'm really sorry. Yeah. And I think that that nurtures an environment for my child to be able to come to me and tell me when he's messed up and have leading that by space, example, leading basically. by example. And I think when a boss is someone who's constantly like, no, I didn't do that. And, you know, trying to save face all the time, I don't know. That's not something I respect. Mm-hmm. And, and it's doesn't. Yeah. So yeah. we want to, we want to try and change the, the make a foundation of, of an organization that is different from what we've seen and experienced firsthand. Yeah. Um, and that's leading by example. And in order to do that, we got to do it first. Yeah. So that's something that's just really important to us. And um, we are looking forward to the growth and, 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 you know, inception of so many different things within this organization. It's we're hoping to do great things, and I think yes. we will. I have full faith in us to really impact and change the world. And we have two minutes and nineteen seconds left. So yeah, if we want to stay within the hour, which we probably should, because you're probably like, what's going on? <laughs> All right, lead us out, Melody. What are we doing? What are we doing? So, one more question. Well, we have yeah, two. One more question. That'd be lovely. Okay. So do you think by founding Voices Heard, you have found your purpose? Yes. Yeah. 100 trillion percent. Yeah. Or do you think the purpose will come as the organization will grow as well? I think that that our purpose is to be here and, and serve people and we will find different parts of that purpose as we grow. And I think you know also, I mean? you know, next time on our next podcast and even later today, I can, we can talk about our very first voices heard experience um, mm-hmm. with, um, with someone we came across in our lives a couple weeks ago. Um, and we had the ability to actually put voices heard into action and, I mean, I remember like we just lived it. We were like, yep, this is it. This mm-hmm. is what we want to do for the rest mm-hmm. of our lives. Yeah. And yeah, so Jamie, Jamie and I actually had to have that conversation where we said, is, is like, this it? Yeah, we, we felt a ripple effect from actions that we inspired and, and that really triggered an entire conversation of we're doing did we this. find it? And we think we did. So this is it's incredible and I'm really excited and thank you so much for 
holding space for us and being here and and witnessing the the first ever podcast ever. <laughs> yes. And 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 just being a willing audience to listen and learn and love. We're so we grateful. You. Thank you so much. We cannot wait to have all of your voices heard. And a shout out to Melody, our incredible <laughs> intern. <laughs> you are amazing. And thanks to all of you. Yeah, stay Over safe. and out. Stay safe. Happy Pride, all of y'all. Woo!